1: two defenders in Jordan 9. Steve Cook sees the headlines, drives it for goal, spilt, and that came!
2: Oh, what a goal and what a game that was, my match of the season. But was it yours? We may have a category in our end-of-season awards about that. More information about our awards coming up. But hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever and wherever you're listening. This is Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. My name's Sam Davis. We are up to episode 47. And since we started the show, we've covered incredible wins, horrendous losses, but... We've not covered anything quite so non-eventful yet Goalfield filled as Saturday's game versus Stoke. So, with that in mind, what's on the menu for today? Well, we start with Michael's match report from the Vitality as the Cherries pulled a draw out of somewhere against a well-drilled potter side. We hear from Alex Deutsch, Ad Brown and maybe a couple of others who, amongst other things, will give us their opinion on that tackle from Harry Arter. Then we'll remind you of the aforementioned back-of-the-net end-of-season awards, giving you the relevant categories that you can be voting for. We'll then preview Bournemouth's next match, and that's against Eddie's old club Burnley, so we'll be excited to welcome the 40-a-day-sounding Sean Dyche down to Dicure, I couldn't go deep enough, I tried, where both teams are going to be looking to put their abject performances of the weekend behind them. Now, a few eagle-eared listeners last week will have correctly noted that in Do You Remember, I actually forgot to bleep out the team name of the opposition from the commentary audio, yet I persisted by asking who the team were. Um, Big shout-out to Dan Torpy, who, despite my massive clue, tweeted us to say the answer was Accrington Stanley. Afraid not, Dan, it was Blythe Spartans, as Radio Solent actually said. But anyway, this week... We've got a gem of a piece of audio. You won't find it anywhere on the internet, and it is rare as rocking horse doo-doo. We can say that, right? Uh, Anyway, this has been provided by John Sharkey, the uh, former uh, media manager at AFC Bournemouth, and it's from a Cherries manager from yesteryear getting very irate with a journalist who asks a stupid question... Uh, now, I know we're not exactly Watford esque with the way we get through our manager, so it'll probably be relatively easy to guess who it is. But anyway, aside from that, have a listen to this. He gets a bit mad.
1: We've had, uh, what, uh, three games won in, in ten. Is there uh, a, a new policy at all? Is there would to see any change at all in, uh, in tactics?
3: We've had, what have we had?
1: Three games one in ten.
3: What, well, we've won three games yeah. in ten? Have we? Is that what we've won? Yeah. I thought we've won more than that, haven't we? Well, and the rest, yeah. But in the last ten,
1: obviously. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that the statistics on on that, ground. I'm just wondering whether oh, I think, there's I, new think, I think
3: we've won six out of the last twelve, haven't we? Yeah. I think we've one two lost two one two lost two one right. two lost. Two. Okay,
1: I was just looking back <laughs> at the last test. Well,
3: that, that, that makes right. four, then okay. doesn't four it? Out of makes ten. Four. Okay, so we're one better than that. But forty percent
1: is that still? You know, are you still
3: looking at new tactics? Uh? I, don't, I I have got to be honest. I'm really, you know, aggravates the life out of me. You you have come here and you've told me something that isn't actually the facts. You've not got it right. Well, okay, I am looking... you have taking a negative. Plant on everything that was, was happening. If we'd have had in the last 12 games, if we'd have taken that on through the course of the season, we'd have had best best part of 70 points, which would have taken us at the top end of the table. Okay, okay? Uh, so, to what's fans yeah, are No, no, I don't them. know about what, what what fans are saying. You, I mean, you're, is is that what you're driven by, the fans and what have you? I mean, we, I, I'm here to do a job. You know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and talk negative about what am I going to do. We've actually done okay of late. We've had two disappointing results. Before that, we've had back-to-back wins, and we've, and we've played well. We've given ourselves a chance of getting out of trouble, we're out the bottom four as it is. When I came here, we were deep in trouble, just outside the bottom four. Nothing has changed, we're in a perilous situation financially, it was always going to be difficult. Now, the lads have done okay. We've had a couple of indifferent results, we've got two games at home. We need to start picking up some results. The lads are in fantastic spirits. We've all had a chat about how disappointed we've been over the last couple of games. And we'd get on with it. But you went backward and coming forward about saying how disappointed you were Of course. It. But that was last Saturday, you know. I've, we were disappointed and we've worked on it. But now, now, now I can't be here Friday m- or Thursday morning looking forward to Saturday's games, slating the players and being on a downer. We've got, we've got to get everybody, we've all got to be positive, we've got to all, all be up for a game on Saturday. Now I, I'm not going to get everyone up by saying, listen lads, we've only won 3-10 when it's not true anyway, okay, well, and all of a sudden taking a negative slant, we've got to go out there and everyone's got to feel up, everyone's got to be positive. And that's what we want to know, you know, are, are the God, guys positive? Absolutely, absolutely they're positive. Uh, uh, when uh, you n- me, nothing that I've done or anybody's done would suggest otherwise, I don't think, since I've been here. I mean, you- things have to be said, and I've said them. After a game, if I've been disappointed, I've said that we're disappointed. If I've needed to speak to the players, I've told the players. But there comes a point in the week where you have to put it behind you, you have to work on it, and you have to move on and look forward to Saturday to get a positive result. And that's what we're doing. (laughs) Do you remember? Do you
2: remember? Well, he was having a bit of a bad day, wasn't he? Well, you'd think so but we're going to give you a bonus bit of audio this week. Uh, Now, that was a 2CRFM presenter uh, that actually said that, but his hatred of local radio stations didn't stop there. Listen to this one.
0: I just asked quickly ahead of the Doncaster game, just in case I don't get down here. Um, I was just relatively, reliably informed even, (laughs) that uh, the manager of Doncaster was here for 23 years. Right. Um, Do you think
3: that will be a particularly um, good game, because, of course, it's at Dean's Court as well? Are you... You can, are you on you Mike or not on Mike? No, no. Are you, are you the? Is it the Wave 105? Wave are you the Wave 105 sports reporter? Uh, ish. I was going to say it must be a little bit ish if it's only just come to your attention that Jurno well, Driscoll yeah. was actually a manager down at Fulham. I know. I know. I'm what sorry. Happened I happened to I research? Do <laughs> what happened the...
2: Oh, cutting as ever. But who was it? That's the only question this week. No uh, multiple questions after it. Just simple. Who was that manager? Have a think. And in the meantime, let's wind back to Saturday. Here's Michael Dunn, who provides his opinion and report from the score draw at home to Stoke City.
4: Honours even at Dean Court on Saturday, as our wonderful Cherries guaranteed themselves a third season in the Premier League after sharing the spoils with Mark Hughes' Stoke City. With his attacking options limited following Benekophobe's hamstring injury, Eddie stuck with the 4-4-2 formation by drafting Elise Mousset for his first start in the Premier League. One position we never appear short of personnel is on the wings, and after a decent cameo at Sunderland, Junior Stanislas came in for Ryan Fraser, who dropped to the bench. In keeping with tradition against all but the very biggest clubs, we dominated the early stages of the contest. With Stokes set up to frustrate and spoil, we were unable to fashion much from our dominance, aside from a dangerous Adam Smith cross that went begging. For a spell, the most exciting event to occur was Bailey Cargill emerging from the bench to help Arthur Boritz tie his shoelace in a tribute to Gianelli and Buller from the corresponding fixture last season. Smith did, however, almost break the deadlock midway through the first half when he cut inside from a Josh King pass and sent in a curled effort which bounced off Jack Button's post. Mousset was well placed to tap the rebound into the net but lashed his volley high over the bar. The game then entered another soporific stage during which some of the players may have been mulling over their summer holiday options but this was not of any interest to Harry Arter who elected to refocus the entire stadium on matters at hand by launching a more than committed high footed tackle on Potter's midfielder Joe Allen, which may have seen the red card emerge from referee Paul Tioni's pocket had number eight and not made some kind of contact with the ball. The incident appeared to benefit the away side more than the Cherries, as we allowed them more and more time on the ball through a series of misplaced passes and a surprising lack of desire to win it back. With Marco and Artificial auditioning for the role of pantomime villain with a series of pratfalls. Zerdin Shaqiri saw a shot blocked by Steve Cook and Boris saved a stinging effort from Mark Muneza. We were treading a thin line and when Steve Cook conceded a corner of 33 minutes, it was no surprise that Stoke took the lead. Arnautovic swung the ball in and in an attempt to help his defence out, Lise Mousset saw his dream of a debut to remember shattered when he headed into his own goal. Our French forward's misfortune drew a remarkably aggressive celebration from Arnautovic, who appeared to offer the entire north stand outside, before courageously doing similar to the family stand. We did have a chance to get back on terms before the break when Lewis Cook, who had looked impressive throughout, found Stanislas with a long-range pass. Junior's cross was poorly cleared by Glenn Johnson, affording the tightly marked Josh King an opportunity to pounce, but a normally dead-eyed striker completely miskicked the ball and it flew well wide of Butland's goal. The second half saw Stoke dig in even further, withdrawing deep into their own half and seeking to demonstrate what they had learnt from our time-wasting masterclass at the Bet365 in November. In response to our inability to get behind the massed ranks of the Potters, Eddie withdrew Moussae for Fraser and moved Stanislas into a central role. It was a reshuffle which led to the Cherries' equalising goal, but not before Anatovic had headed over a gilt-edged opportunity to double his side's lead from Shakiri's cross. Shortly after that let-off, we swept forward with Lewis Cook releasing Adam Smith, whose low cross was dummied by King and fired home by the grateful Stanislas. Junior's appearance on the score sheet was all the more impressive as he was visibly suffering from a hamstring strain, his celebration occurring in slow motion as he held the back of his thigh. The Cherry Nation hoped this goal would be the catalyst required to see us go on and take all the points, but with the points still on offer, Mark Hughes' men saw no reason to abandon their game plan. They continued to prove effective, and on the break they continued to threaten. Allen saw his effort go wide, but Stoke retook the lead through Mamet Duf on 73 minutes after some dodgy defending from our rearguard. Anatovic headed down Jeff Cameron's high ball and Simon Francis failed to clear more than once in very untidy fashion, allowing Jeff to just about record his first goal of the season with a mishit shot the quality of which mirrored our defending. Things look bleak at this point, but we are made of sterner stuff in our inaugural Premier League season and after Jonathan Walters had missed another headed chance for the visitors, we levelled it up for a second time. Once again, Smith broke free down the right, and his pinpoint cross found the head of the leaping Max Gradle. The Ivorian's effort then hit King, before Ryan Shawcross was overcome with sympathy for Moussa's earlier gaffe, and decided to ease Lise's pain by putting the ball past Butlin with his not inconsiderable posterior. Prior to the final whistle, Gradle had a shot held by Butland, and Shakiri's free kick was blocked by the ever-imperious Steve Cook. And although all civilised people would have enjoyed their weekend that little bit more had our heroes in red and black nicked it, a draw was probably a fair result. So, another season of Premier League riches and potential historic deeds is now asked to look forward to. It seems to take a while to get there this time around, but we must never forget... That this was a club which, less than a decade ago, were in 91st place in the Football League and could not even afford to buy paint to mark out the pitch. If you made it up, people would tell you it was way too far fetched to convince anyone that it was true.
2: Michael once again pulling the cherry goods out of the bag. Thanks, Michael. That's Michael Dunn at All Departments on Twitter. A very fair view on what was rightfully the last in the running order on Saturday night's match of the day. Four goals, but rubbish, wasn't it? Anyway, straight after the whistle, um, Kevin Anderson got in touch over Twitter. That's at Baseman Kev. Always puts in a strong performance on Tuesday night's anti-football at Little Down Does Kevin. Anyway, song choice for this week. He came up with it. And uh, in amongst some cherry and media views now, we've got some thoughts also. From the Wizards of Drivel, the Stoke podcaster. So the song to celebrate the fact that the Cherries are a Premier League club for the third consecutive season. Kevin, amazing choice. It's the safety dance from Men Without <laughs> Can we believe we're doing this? It's Men Without Hats. Here we go.
4: A really average performance in one of those games where you know nothing's really going to happen. And that was the game it really was and turned out to be. Finished 2-2. There was a little bit of tension between some of the fans and Marco and Anatovic through some of his t- tackles throughout the game. Potentially could have got sent off. But within doubt, Harry Arsys tackle on Joe Allen looks to be okay. But a very dangerous and risky move from. Harry Arthur could easily obviously see him with an early bath in the first half. But, yeah, it was one of those games, really. Uh, My thoughts on the game, if you're interested,
5: are it is a very, very scrappy game. I don't know how four goals were scored within it because I felt the game didn't really deserve four goals. Uh, it's another point who are officially not going to go down, which is good. Um, very much an end of season affair.
1: It was not the Premier League full Premier League debut that least Moussa was dreaming about, though Paul. No, it wasn't, Jeff. And it, he, he scored no goal. He, he couldn't really do much about it. He goes up with Cameron, and it comes off his head, flies in the corner. By that, he, he had half a chance that, that he, 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 he sort of stuffed his lines. So. Not the greatest. They went 1-0 down. And then Stanislaus, Adam Smith, down the right. Who I watch him a lot. He's getting better and better every week. I think this lad's a good, good player. Goes down the Well, just before that, and has missed an absolute sitter to make it 2-0. Two, two minutes later, he falls asleep. Smith goes down the right, whips it in. Great bit of play by King. He just dummies it. Stanislaus runs onto it, puts it in. And then it's one one and then you think, probably go on and win this Bournemouth. And then Juve gets a goal. Poor ball gets lobbed into the box six yards out I think the keeper should come and out of it, sort of heads the ball down and Duff takes a touch and he puts it in and then Short Cross with an own goal which I think's offside again Adam Smith down the right pulls it uh, pulls it back or header should do better Kings offside hits his leg and it, it comes out hits Shortcross rolls in the corner 2-2 probably a fair result like as
0: long as we have it, we're gonna lose it.
5: Hi guys, David Cowlisher here from the Wizards of Dribble Stoke City podcast, just giving you my thoughts on the 2-2 draw at the Vitality Stadium on Saturday. I thought it was a fair result really, both teams securing their Premier League status for another year, a fantastic achievement for you guys and an achievement we've sort of grown a bit used to really at Stoke, but we shouldn't really take for granted. As for the game itself, well, probably not a lot to write home about, I think there have certainly been more entertaining two draws than that this season and it's place at, at the back of the match of the day queue, which probably justified. There were moments for either side, you hit the post, Marco Natovic should have converted a header for us. But on the whole, I don't think many people will remember this game too fondly. The big flashpoint in the game was, of course, Harry Archer's challenge on Joe Allen, which I cannot uh, fathom why that was a, not a red card. It's a disgusting challenge and just kind of feel in my parties on mine that were a Stoke player, he would have seen red. But on the whole, a fair result and I'm looking forward to visiting the Vitality next season.
2: And we're certainly looking forward to having you, David. And uh, thanks very much for that. That was David, a Stoke City fan and podcaster on the Wizards of Drivel podcast. We'll be retweeting uh, their latest show, so do make sure you tune into that. Now, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that we have a themed topical song to accompany the fan thoughts. And it was Bassman Kev on Twitter, Kevin Anderson, who came up with this week's one. And... Safety. I mean, what? where is that song from? That's an 80s number, surely. And he's got to be an 80s child. Let's just check his date of birth on Facebook. Ah, 1981, of course. Anyway, we also had Matt from AFCB TV. We had uh, the Bear Pit TV, Stoke City YouTube channel there. And also Paul Merson, once again, pronouncing Junior's surname in a way... That no one else can. Stanislaus. Oh, come on. Anyway, stop press. Uh, looks like we've just had an email in uh, an extra surplus bonus view this week uh, from Jamie Williams. Let's press play. I
0: thought it was a general end of season affair with both sides clearly not going down. Got a chance at top 10, but it was just a lack of intensity from both teams. Um, I thought we were quite lucky to get a draw, because obviously coming from behind twice in the game, overall I thought it was brilliant uh, to get the goal from Shawcross, but I thought it was king although I did think it was offside
2: No, 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 not offside Jamie, not offside, as you can see, if if you get your protractor out from a certain angle, it's actually onside, I think it is actually onside, but it it depends which camera angle you look from, uh, but anyway, that's Jamie Williams. Thank you for your opinions, Jamie, and your retweets and all your thoughts throughout the season on Back in Net. Your contribution uh, is really valued. Thank you very much. And um, as I said, I'm speaking to Alex Deutsch and Ad Brown. Uh, Ad, famous from redandblack.net and uh, performing in a number of, I say, performing, uh, hobbling around in a number of charity <laughs> matches. At Dean Court. I played with him a few times with Paul Kenwood and co and uh, I I seem to remember you scoring a decent goal at Dean Court there, AD. But anyway, um, we're recording on a Tuesday night and uh, we've got anti-football organised by Alex Deutsch between now and then. So in an hour's time or a few seconds for you at home, we're going to be chatting to the boys. So we've just finished football and I don't know who won, but there were plenty of goals and Alex Deutsch is with me. Alex, how are you?
0: Yeah, very well. Uh, feeling a bit tired though. Yeah. Scored a few good goals again today, Alex. Yeah, you know, I, I, I take uh, a lot of my inspiration from Tequila Renty. So. <laughs> yeah. And also we've got uh, Ad Brown as well. Aidy, how are you?
6: I'm um, good, thank you. A little bit banged and beaten up. Um, everyone seems to want to kick me tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was one of those days, wasn't it? So, yeah, let's talk about um, the match. Well, well hang on. a minute.
6: We're going to talk about my goal that I scored. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go on then. Talk us through it. Shinned it from one yard. Thanks very much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, on to Saturday's game. And it was, a, it was a bit of a difficult one, wasn't it? I mean, it was slow and
0: lifeless. It wasn't, it wasn't our usual fast start, was it? No, it was the friendly that no one wants. Bournemouth versus Stoke. Um, they're, they're, they're both on the beach, aren't they? Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. A bit, it, I, I've never been so bored at a football match in my life. Yeah, it's um, it's a shame because we just didn't have that intensity that we usually
2: do. Um, we'll talk about the Harry Arter challenge a bit sort of later on because, uh, well, that was pretty crazy. But the first chance we had was that um, it was Adam Smith on it? I mean, that was that was a right old chance where we played some really good football and then Smith cutting on the left and hit the post. I mean, from your angle, did you think it was in?
0: Oh yeah, no, I, I was celebrating that and then music came for the uh, for the rebound and I think it just fell to him a little bit too quickly yeah. blast it over the bar but um, yeah I, I, it was it was good work from Smith to be fair
6: I mean for a right back you can certainly hit him yeah, Like that one hit. against Everton last season yeah. that was going to the corner flag and then just dropped in at the last minute I and mean, what a shot
0: Yeah, I, I did think it was in it was from the opposite end from where I sit and yeah I thought it was in but um so speaking of Adam Smith, have you seen
2: the, these rumours on Twitter today about Spurs potentially being interested in him? Does this worry you, about Alex? Honestly, no. Do um, you think
0: Do you think he's not going to go? No, I don't think there's any truth in the rumours. To be honest, but I, Smith's a bit of a tricky one for me. Um, I do I do rate him, but he can be very inconsistent, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it, it does. It doesn't worry me losing him as much as it might potentially another player yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I
2: take it you're thinking Josh King or someone yeah, like that
0: or, or Steve Cook for example um, yeah. I think uh, Smith is replaceable I, I might get shot down for that know.
2: So uh, well, you know, obviously Harry did his thing and we'll talk about that in a minute but Mousset um, great to get on the score sheet wasn't it but unfortunately uh, the wrong end but how, how do you think he did in the game as a whole Alex? I mean He's he's shown some signs, hasn't he? But um, it just didn't seem. You're right, there, Ailey?
6: I'm having a little cough. <laughs> tried to try to get away from the mic, but
2: he's a, he's a professional, Eddie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how do you think Musa did in uh, in general?
0: It's difficult to say because the game overall was pretty poor, um, and I think had he had some performing players around him, it might have been better. But it 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 wasn't great from him to start off with. I don't think he offered a lot. Mm. Um... you you can't really blame him for the chance it fell to him quick he was probably celebrating as well to be fair so um, but (laughs) yeah it it wasn't the best of of games um, and his own goal was unlucky you can't blame him for that but fair play he wanted to be on the score sheet and it happened so
6: could have gone anywhere really with a header like that yeah Yeah. always brave
0: I mean I I blame him less than I blame the Cook and Smith for pushing each other around and not focusing on what was going on Mm. um yeah, I think I'll sort it out.
2: <laughs> but we did get a goal back, and um, it was it was fairly well worked, wasn't it? I mean, it was um, Adam Smith again, instrumental. He got he got man of the match, and he and he played that ball in. Josh King then ran over it, and then Stanislas with that with that sort of excellent finish. Um, that was one all. And at the time, I, th- I thought that we would maybe pick up some momentum and carry on like we usually do. But it seemed to be sort of lifeless again. I mean. Yeah, Actually, just before that, Stoke could have made it 2-0 and should have. Was it um, Alotovitch with the header that went over the bar? Yeah, I, I don't like that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, I, I cheered when that went over. He, he gave he gave the family stand the big one when he when he scored. I didn't quite understand that. He yeah. was cupping his ear when when they scored. It's not as if their own t- their team scored. We did. Yeah, so I don't really. Yeah, it was um, that that uh, Stanislas goal was quite similar to that one he scored. Was it against Brentford.
6: Yes, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was I think that might have been one of his first. Uh, it was very similar to that. It was it was a good finish,
6: wasn't it? And I feel a bit sorry for Stanzas because every time he gets into the team, um, has a good run, looks like a really good, exciting player. I mean, he's really good at crossing balls yeah. in, and then he just gets himself injured. So I mean, it, after he after he scored, he was yeah. running along, pulling the back of his leg again. It's just
0: it's so unlucky because yeah. he does look like one of those players who could turn something on and, and, yeah. and create something out of nothing mm. and the set pieces are brilliant I'd just love to see him have a full season because I mm. think if he does everyone will finally see what Eddie clearly sees in him yeah. yeah that's right yeah. so
2: uh, obviously Stoke made it 2-1 and then uh, King got his sort of lucky goal well it wasn't it wasn't accredited to him in the end but to all Cherries are safe how much of an achievement is it for AFC Bournemouth to be in the Premier League for a third year in a row Eddie?
6: that's fantastic um when you consider the vast majority of the squad were still playing for us in League One to see the development and just how well that group of players are doing, it I, I can't really put it into words. A lot of the time, it's just it's just it's just fantastic. Um, I think they always say that the second season is always more difficult than the first, uh, and I do think the real challenge for us moving forward is how we. Um, build better depth and talent in the squad Mm -hmm. that we've got at the moment
2: so I mean where do you think we've succeeded where teams like Middlesbrough and well potentially Hull or Swansea have failed because one of them two are surely going to go down what you know what makes us different
0: I think it's the unit I think the parts of of our team are a lot stronger despite individually you look at that squad and you think how many of them would really walk into a into another Premier League team Mm. you're you're looking cook uh, um, King, yeah, um, Arter when he's when he's really firing, but the overall unit of the team is what it yeah. is what makes Bournemouth absolutely. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. individually, you look at um, Middlesbrough signed all those those stars who, you know, they've been good players in the past, but it, it, that's not what makes
6: those good there 's good balance I think across the team and the players that we 've got when they you know when they turn it on they really really complement each other and I think there's been a couple of occasions I think it might have there was a couple of games last season when you 're looking at the players and you're thinking we are only one or two good quality signings away from having a, a, a proper team here at the moment that yeah. could that could really challenge things I mean we've had a couple of inconsistent runs and knocks over the season you know certainly the the defense earlier on yeah. Uh, yeah. when we 're shipping what three four goals a game I'd, but
0: yeah I'd rather have a team of lower league footballers who are all desperate to play yeah. well and desperate to develop and be better than I would to have a superstar come in on ridiculous money who actually technically is a lot better than each one of those players yeah. um, but doesn't doesn't want to play Eddie's football and mm-hmm. that's, that's happened in the past hasn't it well I say superstar we've had some established footballers come and join us and yeah. you know, it hasn't
6: worked out because yeah. the, well, the, 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 there's, almost, there's no there's no egos really in the dressing it's almost like it get, it gets stamped out and Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we've seen Lee Tomlin and players like that. So Jamie Williams got uh, in touch on uh, Twitter, our favourite fan, and uh, he asked a question uh, to Alex specifically, um, asking about the League One Championship players. So you've got Boric, Smith, Frano, Cook, Daniels, Pugh, Arthur, Sermon. Who of them will be in the starting eleven next season, would you say? And who has pretty much got a season on the bench?
0: Well, each season that we've progressed i go oh that's the end of pure isn't it each season i he's go yeah, each season time. he goes we we went up to the championship and i go well you know he'll probably
6: and each season he he mm-hmm. just
0: performs so i can't write him off no um, I, I,
6: I think yeah. would, wouldn't write him off next season yeah. either he's just a very he's a very classy winger i mean he hasn't got the pace that everybody else has got but yeah. what he does he does very very well uh spends some time out of the team. Doesn't complain about it. Is very professional with it. And then when he comes in, he always takes his opportunities and delivers. So yeah, Pew, yeah. absolutely keep him. Yeah. Again. Yeah, so. um,
0: Cook well, goes without saying. My, yeah. play, my player of the season. Steve definitely. Cook. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah de- Definitely. And um, Arthur, I, I think he's, I think he struggled a bit this season, Harry Arthur. But yeah, you know, I, I love him. I think he's a
6: It's he, the his passion and commitment. Yeah. You can't you know you, you can't buy that kind of commitment from a player i mean i know we said we're going to talk about the tackle again later but, yeah, but it is his desire to win exactly. that and he
0: is a good the, man yeah that, that I, I, from, yeah. from from gestures he's done off the pitch that yeah, he's, he's a very very mm-hmm. good man
2: yeah. so then let's talk about that tackle and I'm here
0: to remind you of the mess you
5: left when you it's not
0: kick
1: as well. There, it yes. it. Oh, Harry Arter! Harry Arter, lucky not, surely lucky not to be red carded. Yeah, I think it's a red. Yeah, I have to say, I, both think, both I, I haven't seen it.
0: He, Ooh, oh, he goes nice. in with force. He
1: goes over the top of the ball, um, and Puddle? it's oh. it's a weird. He is two footed at some stage Ooh. as he goes in Ooh. for the ball. Um, out of control, surely out of control. We're, we're, of we're control. watching it in slow motion. That it, at it, full endangering pace. Endangering an opponent. Though. Was endangering an opponent. As Chris yeah, said, I think right. that's a, been a, red. a yeah. red card, but he's got away with it. Yep. Seems yeah, to tick nice. every box, doesn't it? Endangering an opponent, it out does, of control, two footed. Yeah. Not a massive speed, but still enough. It, it's, it's a bit too high for my life, you know.
2: Right, so uh, that was a song choice that came in from Mark. Uh, you are to know from Alanis Morissette. That's the worst pun I think I've ever heard. And you heard a bit of media reaction there. Ad is, uh, I don't know if you're grimacing or well, laughing just, just there, give but he needs a minute. A I'm okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he needs a minute to get over that. Um, so Harry Artist Challenge. Then uh, you've heard the media sort of pundits there have their say. When you saw it live, Alex. What did you
0: think? It was a very Arter-esque challenge, I, wasn't it? I, th- I thought it was. I, th- I thought it was a good challenge. I'm miles away, to be fair. Um, I thought it was. I thought it, it looked okay. I mean, there's a. Um, it wasn't really in keeping with the the temper of the game Not was, at all. I know. It, it was such like, a slow game. It, it was like walking football, and then some hmm. bloke sprints and and "Why?" So, a bit, a bit like know, watching me
6: play football tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But there was there was another challenge similar that everyone sort of. Um, Everyone was applauding, and it was shared loads on, uh, on social media. This uh, challenge, the Celtic player challenge. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and he, the, mm-hmm. the guy does practically a double front flip. Yeah. Um, and everyone's saying that's a brilliant challenge. Now, I've, I've not seen that, but I, I don't know. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people are saying, but it wasn't in the tempo of the game, and I think no. he was lucky.
2: I mean, if it was mistimed, obviously, it could have been very bad, but I've asked many people. You'd rather have that aggression than not in the midfield, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, as long as it's um, sort of controlled aggression, then definitely. He's he's got a lot better. He he, he, mm-hmm. he used to be a right um, gob, gobby guy, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's 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 toned that down a lot, and he's developed he's developed that sort of part of his game. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. Um, to lose that aggression, just like it's a bit like Rooney in his earlier years. That's mm. what that's what made him such a good.
6: You good, can't, I think, with Arter, you know what you get, and his part and parcel of his game. Um, and as we said, it's his commitment that will lead to tackles like that. And I guess for as good as he's got, uh, sorry, as good as he is at the moment, there's still an acceptance that every now and again he is going to miss time. Them, I mean, I think the only thing for me is if you look at um, who's the Everton player. Uh, name's Colin from the man who broke his leg. Oh, yeah. Shemis um, Col- Coleman Col- as well. You know, it's a very, you, to go in like that with a studs up, yes, he did get the ball. But you can see the consequences of that when it goes wrong. And, and you know, there's, there's no malicious intent there with it. But you don't like to see that week in, week out. No, no. But you wouldn't change Arta for, for the world. No.
2: That's it. So uh, in a moment, we're going to be talking about the back of the end of season awards. But just before we do, um, another question that came in: uh, How are we going to see the young, straight new players like Ramsdale, Mings, Cargill, uh, Brad Smith, Lewis Cook, Hindman, I, Mousset progress with the current setup at the club? Jamie says uh, the setup. We got a poor standard of youth football and cup football coming around once in a blue moon. How are they going to deliver? And how are they? You know, are they going to get thrown together at some point? Because it's 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 really difficult for them to
6: make inroads isn't it i think it's just dif- uh, yeah. whoops, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm he's going
0: for this if, one it's alex i wonder if uh, perhaps uh, the person who asked this question thinks i have a bigger knowledge <laughs> into, <laughs> into our setup um as i do i don't know um it's not really working in the cup like that and that's his that's his idea isn't mm. it to blood them in the cup um there's
6: a few in there i think that could benefit from some loans but if you look historically we've you know, every couple of seasons we've had some really, really talented people come through the youth setup. When you look at uh, Danny Ings, Brett Pittman, yeah. uh, and players like that. And as the club's accelerated and grown, it's almost like so it's grown quick. It's going quicker it, yeah. than that development at the moment. So it might be a little while before we see players of that ilk coming through uh, again. But we've it, certainly got some talent in there as well. I mean, Mings, when he's come in this season, took him a couple of games to get going. And quick, I think that he can. That he, Man United game has yeah. changed him, didn't it? Yeah, if he gets in. Again, next season like, he can he can have a good run uh, in the team. The same Brad Smith. I think one of the reasons why we've seen Daniels back to his best this season is actually he might have a good understudy who's pushing him quite hard this year. Mousse um, is very raw, yeah. needs some time to develop. And actually, one of the the things that Eddie is incredibly good at with his team is that coaching and that development. Yeah. Lewis. Um, I am terrible with he names at well the moment. Well, yeah. I'll
2: tell you what, I've got I've got a quick question to ask you before we talk about the back of the end of season awards in a moment and I'm going to pick you on the spot. Yeah. Uh who is your player of the season? It's between one of two I'm guessing, right?
6: Yeah. It's between Josh King and Steve Cook yeah. for me, and definitely.
2: Can you can you get off that fence and decide which way you're going to fall?
6: Uh yeah, I would give it to King. Just for his run of goals and form um, in the second half of the season. I mean, what's he on now? Eleven. Yeah, yeah, it's.
0: Well, Alex, what? Who's Who's your player of the season? It's
1: just if you don't I have. It's way
0: mm, I probably King as well. I think he's won us games. He's won us points. Yeah. By himself, sometimes. Um, with with those goals, West Ham's won. Um, there's there's been a few times where he's won us those games and Cook's been amazing. I, mm. And if 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 Josh King hadn't had the season he had, he would have walked it. Yeah. But um, yeah, to see a player like I think also just to see a player turn around like Josh King has, it's yeah. just yeah.
6: yeah, it gives me hope for some of the other players that we've got That's coming it. through yeah. as well. I mean, no, I'm not so worried as such about Lewis Cook because Lewis you know he look he player. looks like a like an incredible talent as well. But if you look at King when he first came into the team oh, yeah. and you know the famous worst player to wear our shirt thread <laughs> yeah, yeah. out there and some of the comments given about him which were completely unfair um, don't bear, don't for a fair player like that he took some time I out of the team and he him. came I back didn't, I didn't rate
0: him I think nah. I, I, he seemed to struggle with the same thing as uh, Callum Wilson did when he first joined which was just thinking a bit too much I think, mm-hmm. I think Callum Wilson used to get the ball just went early, in the early days he used to get the ball and then yeah. think and then once he but Eddie yeah. must turn that out. I mean, now yeah. It's just yeah. different. Like, yeah. Incredible. Problem. Yeah.
2: So it's interesting to get your thoughts. Uh, so now here's some more information about the back of the net end of season awards, and it all kicks off tomorrow. So as you'll have heard last week, Back of the Net is holding its end of season awards and we're going to be asking you to log on to our website and vote on 10 questions which represents the good, the bad and the ugly of the 2016-17 season. Now we did the same last season and we got an amazing number of votes through where we discovered player of the season, goal of the season, best atmosphere and many other categories besides. So, as per last season, the vote is completely unrestricted. Now, starting tomorrow on Twitter, we're going to be getting your preliminary opinions in. If you're not following us now, do it. Follow at AFCB Podcast, and we're going to be posting the categories on a daily basis. And then we'll refine the top four answers for each category, and then we'll get the actual voting show on the road. Well,. ...in about 10 or 11 days' time. So, the categories for the 2016-17 season are... The Assist of the Season Goal of the Season Best Stadium Visited The Best Chance the best atmosphere, save of the season, match of the season, most improved player of the season, player of the season, supporter of the year. So, as mentioned, keep an eye on our Twitter feed. It starts tomorrow. As the days go on, we'll be posing questions to you and we'd love your feedback then. uh, Within, as I say, 10 or 11 days' time, it's basically going to be when our last match of the season happens. We'll be releasing the voting page on our website for you to go and register your thoughts in the end of season awards and then we cannot wait to announce the winners live on the podcast. We are looking forward to hearing what you have to say. Remember, follow us now at AFCB Podcast. So there we go. Those are the categories. Very interesting to see what people are going to say over Twitter. As I said, we're going to be putting the tweets out every day we're going to gauge your opinion and then we're going to refine it down and we're going to have the poll on our website in about a week or so's time. So, on Saturday we entertain Burnley at Dean Court. Are you expecting a dull, lifeless affair or you think there's going to be a bit of action, AD? I
6: think we're going to see goals. Yeah. Do you yeah. think
2: we're going to see uh, more goals for Bournemouth than Burnley?
6: Yeah, we owe them for earlier in the season, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
2: The um the whole kind of Eddie Howe Burnley thing is I mean that's gone now hasn't it There was that for the first season there was that whole oh he's he's at Burnley and it's the it's his former club but now it's just completely forgotten and Burnley have done really well this season haven't they Alex Yeah
0: yeah they have I really really rate um, Sean Dodge. Um I think he's he's done excellent um, Yeah it's all, it's all just I don't think either team really cares to be honest it both it worked out for both of them It worked out for Burnley and it worked out for us.
6: Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of questions, Eddie Howe or Deitch, for manager of the season. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Oh,
2: well, I'm going to go for Eddie Howe, obviously. However, Sean Deitch has, has done a very good job. He's got such a sort of unit there and uh, he's got a fair amount of English players and he's he seems to be fairly similar to Eddie Howe in, in certain ways, but, uh, you know... I don't know. I'd have to give it to Eddie. I mean, will he be manager of the season? Or well, surely it's going to be Conte anyway, isn't it?
6: I think Conte, for what he's done with Chelsea in terms of turning around from that start performance at the start of the season, um, I'm with you. I'm going to put my uh, my biased hat on. Yeah, Eddie Howe definitely. But I think what Dyke has done at Burnley, given the resources that he's got and the history that Burnley have had each time they've been in the Premier League before, and if you, you know this is their first season back up, he's done a, he's done a fantastic job there.
2: So who of the uh rumors that we've been seeing online uh, about potential potentially joining the club obviously Jack Walsh was out injured the kind of the talk about him rejoining the cherries next season's died down a bit there's been John Terry uh, there's been a few players mentioned is there anyone that you particularly like to be seeing coming down because this is what uh, Jamie again has said is with regards to recruitment um, obviously there have been a few signings that Eddie's made that perhaps haven't done as well as others
0: however is there anyone that you'd like to see in red and black next season Alex? Um, I, I don't think Eddie recruitment is that bad considering what we've got to play with we've got, we've got money up front yeah. but we do not have a high wage bill and that is that makes it really really difficult to take take players in um i, I don't know i I've, I've never been that i've i i think i think we'll see defoe i think we'll see defoe and mm. like him or not i think we'll probably see terry and i and i'm sure we'll see begovic mm.
6: i think i think we'll we'll see begovic i think there's there's something going on in the background there as well I'm on the fence with Terry. I think there's a lot that he can do from a coaching point of view to to help organise the unit at the club. I hope that he wants to play for us and he wants to have another season in the Premier League and we're not going to break the bank from a wage perspective to, to, to get him in the team. Um, Defoe, yeah. it's a difficult one because... Josh King, if we keep him at the moment, is going to play in a very similar kind of role yeah. at the moment. And do you sacrifice his development for a season to to fit Defoe into the team, or uh, and is Defoe going to want to yeah. sit on the bench in the last few years of his career? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think one player for me, I'd really like to see if they go down is Guilfi Sigurdsson. but I don't think it. I don't think it will happen. But I, I think he would fit very well into into our team as well.
2: So winding back to Saturday, then uh, Burnley at Adinco- Starting eleven? Are you thinking any changes need to be made, or would you start with the same eleven that started against Stoke? We're running out of players a bit, aren't we? Um, I'd love to see people, someone like Sam Sarridge get a go. Even, even get five, ten minutes. But yeah. do you think that's feasible?
0: I can't see it happening. It um, depends it would on be, It'd be nice, but I think um, yeah, I, I can't see that happening. Um, I think it would probably be unchanged. Um, Is
6: Stanislas out?
2: Mm, good point because even when he celebrated with that goal, mm. he was hobbling away, wasn't he? But yeah. we'll cut to the chase. We'll go... the day. He looks all right. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alex is in the know, Jamie, so it's absolutely fine. Uh, I'll cut to the chase sort of then. Prediction fine. time for Saturday. We'll start with AD Brown, man in the know. You're going for what? Two nil.
6: Two nil. Any yeah. predictions on scorers? King and hey, uh, come on, let's go. King and Cook.
2: King. Oh, which Cook?
6: Steve Cook. Oh, I think Cook. It, it, you know he every now and again Lux to pop up with a weldy so he's
2: nearly about to say Lewis then.
0: <laughs>
2: Maybe not. He's got a glint in his eye. Uh, Mr. Deutsch, what's
0: your uh, thoughts? Uh my heart says 3-2 Bournemouth. I, it's going to be 0-0. Nil, nil. We all yeah. know it's going to be nil, yeah. nil. a <laughs> ball draw. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, no probably I, I think there is goals in there Probably uh, two-two-one. 2 1. 2-1 two one, two one Bournemouth. Let's, let's be nice and optimistic.
2: Cool. Okay, well, really, thank you very much, AD Brown. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you very much for having me. And, of course, Alex Deutsch again for coming on the podcast. That's quite
0: all right. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much.
5: <laughs> Hi, this is The Biggin, Steve Fletcher, and you're listening to Back of the Net.
2: So you may have heard a plea from us on last week's podcast that we need to get as many people as we can involved in the show because we're not sure whether we're going to be around next season. And It's not scare tactics, but it's just it takes so long to do. (laughs) It really does. And um, when some people are away, I'm away some weekends. Sean's away some weekends. It's just a nightmare. So we'd like to share the load. Uh, if you're interested, email fans at Uh Thanks to everyone that has got in touch. To be honest, not as many as we'd hoped. However, um, really appreciate it. Uh, good to hear some names that we've never heard pop up before. Uh, so thank you very much. And uh, we'll kind of see... What goes on at the end of the season? We'll sit back, analyse it. Sean's going to be in his big James Bond chair with his count on his lap and have a think. And I'm going to do the same, albeit um, probably with a a can of Sainsbury's G&T. But hey, we'll see what happens for next season. But we've got more important things between now and then, especially concentrating on how many points AFC Bournemouth can get. Can we get two wins from our final two fixtures? I'd like to think we can. Before that, though, do you remember at the start of the show? Well, it was quite an interesting one, wasn't it? An outspoken manager that seemed to have a dislike for local radio stations, namely 2CRFM. What happened to them, eh? All this heart nonsense. And Wave 105. It was... It wasn't difficult, considering we've not had many managers. It was Kevin Bond. And, uh, wow, he was... He was not backwards in coming forwards was he but thank you john sharkey for giving us uh, the audio albeit years ago and i've just decided to use it now but anyway really interesting audio there and i've got to say thank you to everyone that is sharing and liking and following on instagram and all these different platforms it really does mean so much to us but thanks once again for listening this is episode 47. Next time, it's 48. Hopefully, we'll reach 50. But this has been Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast.
1: Back, 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 Back to Cook, having drawn two defenders in Jordan 9. Steve Cook sees the headlines, drives it for goal, spilt, and that can't!